Hi everybody, this is Patty Negri. Welcome to the Witching Hour. Yes, that hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. I have a great witchy guest for you today, personal friend and wonderful magical practitioner, Zachariah the Witch. Indeed. But before I bring on Zachariah, where's Patty? Yep, where is Patty? I'm home right this moment. If you are listening to this at the day we first drop, which is Monday, November 28th, 2022. Yes, we've got through Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great one. Yes, we are getting into the official holiday season. Yes, we are a day or two away from December. So if you are listening to us then, I am home for the moment. I am just home from a pretty good trip to Australia. And next week I will be in Dallas. So any of you who are or can be or want to be in Dallas, December 1 through 5, I'm going to be at Miracles of Joy in Louisville. Come see me, take one workshop, take several workshops, join my seance, have a private session. And then I'm going into the new, I still can't pronounce it, I call it the Enchilada Center, Entelechia Center. It's all on my website. It's on my newsletter I just sent out. It is on my social media. Check it out. Both beautiful places um, that you can come see me. And I would love it live and nationwide in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, I do have a class online this Tuesday, though. So Tuesday, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Monday, the 29th, um, I am teaching a mediumship class, a one-off. Sometimes I do series, and this will probably follow with the series. But if you want to take a nice hour and a half class on mediumship, the basics of it, what it is, how to get there, go to universitymagicus.com and I will see you on our little Zoom screen. So that's pretty much it. Hi, everybody. Guess what time it is? Yes, indeed. It is time for the Willow Report. Yes, what is this princess doing other than not looking at the camera? But I know what your big question is right now. It is almost December, but we are past Thanksgiving. Your big question is, is it okay to start dressing your pets in their holiday wear? The answer, yes, indeed it is. Yes, indeed it is. This is one of Willow's many, many holiday dresses. And I do have to admit, they are hand-me-downs. They are hand-me-downs from her predecessor, Dora. And Dora was a lot larger than her. So we are having to work on trying to keep her clothes on. But that's okay, because today we are working on me keeping my clothes on. Because my necklace keeps falling off over and over again. So she loses her clothes. I lose my clothes. It's the holidays. Willow, do you have anything you want to say about Christmas? About Yule? About Kwanzaa? About Hanukkah? about anything other than, do I have to keep wearing these dresses? Yes, yes, you do. She has lots of different ones, so I'll bring a different one next week. This one is really pretty on the bottom half. The top is kind of black, it blends in with her, it's a little more subtle, but it's a heck of a party dress on the bottom, as you can see, shows off her girly figure. That's the Willow Report for today. Now we just gotta figure out if we can get Grace into a dress. What do you think, Willow? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Eh, speechless. You're never, ever, ever speechless. That's the Willow Report.
Okay, for today's magic class, we're going to just talk about going back into our home. It is the holiday time. We are spending more time indoors. Most of us in our pagan belief system, it is the dark time. It is the time you go inside, you do some contemplation, maybe sit around a fire or a candle, um, less outside in the park, less outside just doing all those things we do. So still get out there when you can. But it is a time to go into the cave or we call it into the mound. So your mound is where you live. It's your home, it's your apartment, it's the room you rent off somebody else. I would say it's a really good time to do a nice walkthrough, visually, energetically, feeling, what does it feel like? Um, I'm going to do that as soon as I get home from this last trip and go, ah, what's happened? Does it feel calm? Does it feel good when you walk into your home? Does it need a little straightening? Does it need a little decluttering? Does it need a little decorating for the season? Do you want it to look more wintry and warm? It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. It doesn't even have to cost any money at all. Move a couple things around. Um, go get artsy and craftsy and do something for the holiday season itself. Whatever holidays you celebrate, they all kind of run together. Um, also, it is a stressful time. Do you have a place in your home that you can get quiet? Whether you have an altar or whether you have a shrine or a special place, whether you have a place to go have tea that's a little quiet, away from televisions, away from other people if needed. Whether it's a little tiny little corner in your bedroom that you put a big old pillow down and a little bell that you can ring and be quiet, or you go hide in the closet. And I can't tell you how many people I know who actually go hide in the closet but they have way bigger closets than I do because hiding in my closet wouldn't work. I would be like this. And then I have a dog and a cat and it wouldn't work. But basically go through your house, make your house your sanctuary. Again, even if it's you share a room with somebody else and you don't have much of a house or apartment, whatever you do have, make it sacred to you, where you sleep, where you live, where you get to relax and have that special, special place whatever it is, and however big or little, even if it's a closet, that you can breathe. That's it. That's magic for today. Make your magic in your home. Magic is everywhere. And you really do have to live in it. Hi, everybody. This is Patty Negri. Welcome to the Witching Hour. Yes, that hour of the day when there's a barky dachshund and the veil is thin and magic happens. I have some great magic for you today. We've just got to incorporate the dog into this because there's nothing else I can do. Um, but I do have a great guest for you today, a friend of mine, a friend I actually just spent a few days with on a project we can't talk about yet. But let me introduce you to Zachariah the witch. Zachariah the witch, or Z for short, is a spiritual counselor, eclectic minister, and personality. He has training in crisis response in the intervention protocol, as well as Reiki level one, two, and master training. He's certified by the American Clinicians Academy on medical, medical aid in dying training for end-of-life doulas and bedside attendants, assisting those in terminal or end-of-life stages, finding a peaceful peaceful transition. And that's kind of amazing and kind of different than anybody we have had on. And not to mention, I know him personally as a beautiful psychic, medium, reader, and fellow wit. So welcome, Zachariah. Hi, Patty. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Again, we just spent today is on a project that we will talk about soon enough, but it yeah. was fun and chilly. It <laughs> well, was that's cold. Really cool. <laughs> it was cold. It was cold. 
Um, but anyway, so so how did you find this this beautiful path? I guess a, a question I like to ask some of my guests: this witchy, different, left of center way of beautiful. Oh, living. the you mean the crooked path that we're walking on? Um, path. I, we are- you know, I feel like I feel like it found me in a lot of ways. I think there was moments in my life that had transpired where it just made sense when I started to meet other witches and I started to meet other people that were practitioners of different varieties. Um, One of the first jobs, if you call it a job, I started doing readings at a shop in a downtown area by the river in Monroe, Michigan, when I was 19. And um, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but apparently I was really good at reading. And so it kind of began there and then it spread into the paranormal world. And then it went further and further and further into other things that I was just always, I've always tried to just be a student of the world. And I think that's the the idea that a lot of people should try to carry is that where there's always something to learn. There's always something that we don't know. And that's a good place to start. That it, yes, it is. Life is school and we just keep, keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of what you do, like I said, the doula work and the end of life stuff, they'll have, that's a very interesting choice along the way. How did that happen? Um, it's connected in part to my experience I just talked about on the Holly Weird Paranormal podcast. I had a uh, an accident that was that left me almost, well, I couldn't walk for almost two weeks. And we were thinking that I would never walk again. But all of these significant spiritual things happened to me during that time. And it was almost a reawakening for me because I'd become very, um, what's the word, complacent in my spiritual gifts and my spiritual work. Um, And that's the truth. I just felt like I was really like, meh, I didn't really care anymore. I was very, um, maybe it was ego, but a big part of me died. And I felt as though I had to reawaken. And part of that was meeting chaplains and learning about death doulas and learning about end of life care in a more intimate setting. And it brought me an awareness to it where I I, just, it clicked. You know that moment where you're like, you have that aha, like this is for me, that's what it was. I just felt very called to do it. I felt called to be a part of that part of a person's life. Cause even when I was growing up, I was always in like a Lutheran home or a nursing home playing checkers with the elderly or like playing the piano for them or There were certain things that just kind of made sense that all came back to me full circle within that span of two weeks. So it was, it was a really powerful moment and I'm very grateful for it. That's beautiful. Cause I know even now you do volunteer work, you go to places because you mentioned that the other day. Yeah, I do. I volunteer at a hospital uh, once a week and I also volunteer there's some environmental services that I like to be a part of like park cleanups, trail cleanups, Um, you know, like I'll give clothing away, like stuff like that. It's just, it's really simple things that some of us might not think about day in and day out, but it's things that you can do that make you feel like you're a part of a bigger picture, I suppose. Cause there's more than just you and me. There's other people that live on this planet too, who are just like unable to do certain things or be a part of certain things. So I try to contribute as best as I can instead of just complaining about it. So (laughs) I know because that complaining does nothing except everybody around you. Because we know people like that. I think that is beautiful. Whoa, and my clothes are falling off again. It's a strip show. It's a strip show. (laughs) 
it's what it's one of those goofy mornings um mm-hmm. uh, this we do like a lot of practical stuff if this keeps falling off we will be we will be necklace less less it is really uh, cool though i hope you get to keep it i like it we will try. It's it's magnetic, but it's it's feeling magnetic somewhere else, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Magic. So so anyway, a lot of what we do is practical stuff on this show. And so what are some of the things for whether somebody's been practicing a while in this, that your day-to-day stuff that keeps you, you, you know, our path is a different path. We take our life into our hands. We direct our lives. We create our lives. What are some of your regular practices? I'm just so curious because you do seem calm and together. Thank you. And, wonderful thing so yeah I don't know why I just got chills when you said that thanks um (laughs) but so a lot of practical witchcraft or a lot of practical uh tasks that people can hold themselves to are are simple things for me I didn't know how important routine was until I mean I really started doing it you know you got to walk the walk and talk the talk so Typically, when I wake up, I am just in a state of gratitude. It's um, going to my altar because I have an altar and not everybody has to have an altar, but I do have one and I have a, a large one and I have a small one. And so the large one is for my day in and day out stuff of my ancestor photos are there or mementos are there from people that I love who are no longer with us physically. Um, I have my deities there. And I give thanks and gratitude to them specifically. And I have certain offerings such as certain types of incense or certain types of herbs that I'll give to them. And then of course, you know, as you get more versed in the occult and witchcraft, you learn that certain deities also have days of the week that they're associated with, color associations. There's all these things that you start to find um, that will make sense as you go along in building your relationship with your higher power. And that's what I call it is, um, I'm just forming a deeper bond and a deeper relationship with my spirituality, with my relationship with my God and goddess and with myself in knowing that I'm so honored to walk this planet and be here today and be breathing and alive. And that's just like a really big one for me is gratitude in the morning or the afternoon, whenever you wake up. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, whatever, whatever that is, but I usually try to think of three things that I can say off the top of my head, because then after that, um, I'm very consistent. Uh, a second thing that I do is I'm always pulling a card or some type of divination tool every day, because I think that if you don't use it, you'll lose it. I've, I've always believed that I've met older astrologers and psychics. Like I knew a Romani gypsy woman named Marianne. And she was a really well-known Midwest psychic, but over time she kind of gave it up and she said, it's because I didn't use it anymore, but now I just have to teach people how to use theirs. And I was like, really? That's kind of strange. So use it or lose it. I use it or I lose it. Yeah. So I just, I use it every day, even if I don't have clients, which lately I've had clients almost every day. So I'm like, um, Speaking of that client, I mean, I've got lots of clients and we do. Do you think that's part of because the crazy times we live in, the scary times, people just need that much more guidance? I do. I think we're always, it's in our human nature to seek the why to things, to find the pattern in things. There's actually going to be a a podcast episode that I'm working on, on on my podcast that'll be about signs, symbols, and omens and patterns. Um, And I really think that it's a topic where 
I get so many messages from from baby witches, especially where they're like, I saw a yellow butterfly today. What does it mean? And it's like, it doesn't always have to mean something, but if it's drawing your attention, yeah, there's probably some significance to it. There's something about it that it represents for you. But yeah, I've been getting a lot of clients and a lot of their life questions, a lot of their deep probing ideas. Uh, man, it's it feels different in the last couple of years. And I think it's because of all the stuff that's going on. I really do. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. Again, people feel more more lost, more confused. So you just need somebody with some form of wisdom. Yeah. You know what though too, Patty? I've noticed that some of the people, um, they're also, it's in a way more awakened to certain things that I haven't heard people talk about. Like, I can't tell you. I mean, even the work that we've done together, isn't it interesting how many people are so into the paranormal now? and how many of them are so ready to just see what's out there, even if they're like Christian or, you know, some Judeo faith, Judaism type faith, like they're very much like, what is it? What comes after life? Um, that's something that I've noticed too, is like even the people who you think would shun what we do, they're still really interested and they still wanna know. <laughs> I know, I, I, and I do talk about this. I, it's so obvious, paranormal's getting bigger and bigger. Paranormal shows are not going away. Now they're yeah. no Works. I have a network. I really think it's almost like a new religion. But yeah. for people who want religion, people like, like, traditionally people when times are scary throughout history go to back to their faith. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to go to temple. Yes. Whatever. That's not keeping up for everybody. Sometimes some some traditional faiths like aren't keeping up. So more new age faith. More some people are discovering paganism, witchcraft, occult. Mm -hmm crystals, whatever that is, but there's still a whole group of people that I don't want religion and I don't want spirituality. I just want to know there's something more than I see on the, my TV screen every day. Well, that's kind of like the, the spiritualist movement when it began back in the 1800s. I think, I think we're re revisiting that period of where we're trying to explain spiritual phenomenon with science even more so. There's more parapsychologists on the planet. There's more metaphysicists. There's more people understanding the depths of real astrophysicism and like things that quantum physics have explained so many things within the spiritual community about like the God particle, for example, about how things will change when they're observed or thought about. Um, or, or like the phenomenon of bilocation or being in two places at once. There's a phenomenon in quantum physics of entanglement where two things are happening to the same thing in, in totally different parts of the universe. And it's like, hmm, that's interesting because all the sages and the, and the yogis and the wise ones have been talking about these things, but they didn't talk about it in scientific terms. So I've, I'm really excited and I think you're right. I think we're on the precipice of this this whole new door being kicked open of the merging of those realms and the merging of understanding how it works and maybe even more so how to tap into it you know like it might be so accessible that it's freaky to people yeah, to I, they just I, wake I, up and they're like moving shit with their mind <laughs> right and i i do science and spirituality is crashing together with yeah. all sciences and it's great and the, somebody like you know old wise would say yeah we knew that all the time we all the time yeah I mean, of course we knew that so it's it is exciting and i think what we get and and i you know and right now within reason but we're witches so we could sometimes pass that <laughs> you know course. you have to work within the laws of physics like yes 
exploding. But I don't know that that's always going to be. Once we use that other 90% of our brain, we might really be able to. Yeah. I think the sky's going to be the limit. So it's exciting time to be here. Well, even the even the ninety percent theory, it's it's not that we don't use our whole brain. It's that we don't have ways to access the pathways all at once within that framework because it's so compartmentalized. Um, and that's what I find interesting in psychology is the use of understanding different plant medicines that our ancestors used and why they had such profound spiritual effects on us and what it does to your actual mind and consciousness. And that's a lot of what you're talking about, where it's like, it seems as though we're just a step away from having the full access to everything that we could achieve, but there's something limiting us. And a lot of the time it's just, it's ourselves. It's our perception of the world around us. It's our perception of what we're able to do. But yeah, we do kind of have to, unfortunately use the physics that we're currently in, but I'm ready to levitate. I'm ready to do that shit. I know, we'll be there like, <laughs> first up, I see. Yep. I'm so ready. And I am too, and we are our own worst blocks, I think, in yeah. everything, not just spirituality in, in life. That's just because we're silly humans, but yeah. cute. We we're cute anyway, us uh, silly humans. So yes, I think gratitude is great. Mm -hmm. And and I think number one of what we are grateful for, and, and, that, and luckily that's made a nice movement in itself, with or without religion or spirituality, or we're doing gratitude journals and vision, yeah. things like that. So yay. Physical exercise is another one too, or physical movement. Like even before I ran into you at the airport when we did this super secret project, um, I had gone to the gym right before and I was like, I have to feel in my body before we go and do this. I have to stay connected to myself, you know? And uh, whatever your level of physical attributes or, you know, how you look or whatever it is that you're capable of, whatever. Uh, capabilities you have. I think the biggest one for me isn't just the exercise part. It's also being amongst something green, like a nature path, a walk in the woods. If you can access that, go to the water, the river, wherever you are. I think taking off your shoes, touching the earth, like those are daily things that I have to do, or I feel like I'm spinning out. I just feel like a crazy person. Um, and that's such a simple thing to do because it also goes back to that reverence and um, sacredness that we find within Mother Earth and who she is as our mother and where we come from. Um, so, yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's my philosophy exactly. I start off every day outdoor. My workout is up at Lake Hollywood. With We count the turtles. Except oh, I love that. Yeah. We, we we talk to the deers. We have blue jays. We feed peanuts. We have the we have the ravens and the crows and the. That is my sanity every day. And if I'm out of town for too many days in a row, I start like, hey, both it's I could do the exercise in a hotel room, but it's the nature. And yeah. and early man was so connected to this, and we're not. Our modern world, we're living in these air controlled, light controlled, temperature controlled, everything buildings, and we've gotten so out of touch. Yeah. So that's my. That is my church, getting yeah. out outdoors every day. And it doesn't matter where you live. You could live in New York or Chicago or L.A. like we do. There's always a park. Yeah, there's always a tree. There's something, you know. Yeah. Even in Arizona in the desert, I was like, that's wide open nature. <laughs> you know, it might not look alive, but it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. That killer pigs. Oh, yeah, the javelinas. They're so scary. <laughs> They're so scary. <laughs> That is my funniest ghost adventures when I was like, no one was there yet. And the, the one guy was there was like, watch out for killer pigs. I'm like, oh what? Oh my God. 
my pavilion and then watch out for scorpions. I go, what? And watch out for valley fevers. What? Yeah. Give me it's, the ghost. It's a lot. There's a lot out there. It's It gets really volatile because everything is fighting to survive. So you got to think of it that way. <laughs> yeah, because it's hot. Yeah. And it's cold. And it's all those other things. It's a harsh environment. <laughs> that that It is a harsh environment. But it is it's it's beautiful. And so yeah, that that's to me. If you could do something altar, I have my whole house is filled with altars, if that feels right to you, but get outside. Yes. I look up at the sun, at the moon. Yeah. And it, if you if you have your own if you have your own yard, your own house too, um, I also have a fire pit that we built in the last few years. And that out that outside also has an outdoor altar for ritual use. And so I'm very I mean, even to say that out loud, I never thought that I would get that in my life. I'd have the the chance to do something like that. And I'm so glad that I have that, you know. Okay, nice. Fire pit party at Zachariah's house. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so anyway, we are now into the holidays. We've just moved into the holiday season. Do you have any ideas for people? I know this is a goofy time because people have high expectations, whether their spiritual side or not you know, life kind of crashes in on us. Do you have any thoughts or what good things for people to get through the holidays? Yeah, whether not, witch wise or magically wise or yeah, I mean I'm a thrifty witch in a lot of ways. I think that crafting that's the whole point of the craft is to create and make your own tools and implements. So if you're gonna do any gift giving ideas, there's a lot of things that you could do like you could create charged candles and gift bags. There's a lot of stuff that I've been able to find at the thrift store, the 99 cent store, the Dollar Tree where if you just take it home and modify it, you can put your own witchery and magic into it. Um, because I think the point of Yule was also the idea that you're giving a gift to a person to show them that you don't mean them harm and that they have value in your life. Um, originally, there was a lot of associations with, I'm a large landowner, I'm gonna give you this gift around this time of the year so you don't rob me blind or take my, my cows and my sheep, you know? Um, but it was also to build community. And I think spending time with people can be an easy one. Um, but the obligations that people put on others during this time of year, you kind of just have to let it wash over you and roll off your back. It's not, it's not really, that's not what it's about, you know? Yeah. And I think you have to find your own meaning for this time of the year and what it means to you and how you value that part of yourself. So yeah, if you wanna do gifts, sure, make your own. I think that's the easiest thing to go about doing. There are also other uh, witches and practitioners who make gift boxes and sets like that online. I don't know how affordable they are, but they do exist. Um, I also like to give the gift of knowledge. So people like Patty, buy her book, give it to a friend. I have other people like Mystic Dylan, buy his book, give it to a friend. You know, like there's people where you can support dual <laughs> there's a dual nature of like support your friends that made it but also support people in educating themselves on those things that's a good way to do it that is a great way to do it and it doesn't have to cost very much at all my book no. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um one thing that i when i started again i had kind of an orphan i called it christmas yule kwanzaa i called it everything christmas kwanzaa <laughs> Okay. Yes. And, um, but again, starting this years ago when everybody was the, the struggling artist, struggling actor, struggling musician, didn't have anybody to do. We did a, a little simple white elephant gift where you bring oh, one gift, yeah. but it, it had to be, it couldn't be new. You had to it had either be a hand-me-down or a thrift store or something you were gifted. 
people worked all year to find either the best or the worst or the funniest. And we still do it because it's way more fun <laughs> than anything else. Cause you could steal them from each other and it's, it's just some camaraderie and you didn't spend anything. Mm -hmm. Lots of things you could do on that gift thing, but it also, it's a time for us. It's the dark time to go inside. Yes. And I think that's the, that's a big point to bring up. People forget that a lot of our alone time during this time of the year is meant for us to regrow and to recharge. So when you said obligations, I was like, uh, you're right. There's these weird obligations from the commercialization of this time of the year. But when you get down to the core of where these traditions came from, a lot of it was to conserve what you had, to appreciate what you still have coming and to start again. So there's a sense of renewal that comes with this time of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quieter, reflect, go inside. Yeah. Be Zen, be peaceful. <laughs> Sometimes tell people to fuck off. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I don't want that. Um, yeah. Cause it, it's, especially the last few years, it's, it's just been odd. Um, so do you have anything fun and coming up in this, this new year or anything? Yeah, there's a few things. I mean, I, I'm still working on my podcast around the cauldron. I decided to, you know, kind of like what we're talking about. I took a break. I'm conserving my energy because a lot of my work has been focused on my clients uh, doing projects for YouTube channels or, you know, being a consultant for TV shows, stuff like that. Um, but as far as anything coming up that people can come to or participate in, it's all just like reaching out to me you know, solely. That's about it. I'm not, um, I'm not latching on to any like festive holiday ideas for anything, unless <laughs> someone invites me to something. So I am throwing an ugly sweater party at my house. I'll send you an invite. Oh, please do. <laughs> that's a perfect party. That I is would a love for you to come. <laughs> but that's about it. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the advice that we're giving. I'm using a lot of this time to be with people that I'm close to, to appreciate what I have around me and to just kind of conserve my energy and kind of take on the full force of the coldness of winter and just be like, no, I'm, I'm hunkering down, I'm chilling out and I'm staying safe. Yeah. yeah. I am too, actually. I've, I've been on the road, you know, and traveling and it's all stops. Yeah. It stops after that first week of December. I'm home. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to get to re-meet my husband, my dog, my kid. Yeah. You know, I, I, things that I haven't done in so long. Does it ever feel like people don't realize how much work goes into doing what we're doing? Like, yeah, it looks fantastical and magical because it is. But I sometimes wonder if they think that it's easy. It's like, <laughs> no, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. There, it's, none of it's easy. Easy. The word easy to me is overrated. Easy, you know, yeah. is overrated anyway, because... This, the good stuff is usually not the easy stuff, yeah, but it yeah. is not easy. It is not. I know how hard we work. And I think some people do, and but most people don't because they yeah, see yeah. it. Oh, we flew here or we did this or you're on a TV show or we're this. It's like, yeah, that's that's yeah, a lot of what it is. The day. I think, yeah, I think they're associating it with those things. And it's like, well, that's not all that it is. Like there's so much work that had to be put in and chipping away to get to the, this point of traveling and doing all the stuff that we've been doing, you know? We didn't just magically get here. Magic helped, but we didn't just magically it, get here. The little nose thing I'm still working on. <laughs> yeah, Samantha. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, working on that. Um, no, we 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 do our due diligence and continue to. And you can't yeah. even let that slack. So it's no. it's uh, 
but it is fun and we are and i am grateful for all of it even Same. the freezing your butt off in 12 degrees oh my god i know <laughs> i can't wait for people to see that <laughs> i know because everybody told me i was like shivering like this yeah. for hours on end we all were though yeah, yeah. But it was good um i know that's our secret you guys just have to stay tuned so yeah. um oh one last thing if you had one before we get and see where people can find you and all that if you had one tip for people again the world is stressy right now we're going into holidays which are stressy right now a lot of people like you even said that you went to this thing where your faith got weird and a lot of people are it's like will i ever work again is trumping i hate that word but the fact that be, you know because they're in the tour industry and they can't their their spiritual path do you have any suggestions for people who have like kind of fallen down the rabbit hole because of everything going on sometimes the best thing to do when you're lost is to admit that you're lost you just say, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I want and I need help. Um, I talked about this recently on a podcast as well about being vulnerable. Vulnerability is, is powerful. And when you can look around you by being vulnerable, you either see who's there to help and who's there to harm. And that's what kind of gives you balance again is understanding that you need to gravitate towards the people that uplift you, help you, give you cr constructive criticism, give you the assistance that you need in your time of lost, being lost and unsure of yourself. Um, and, it, you know, I'm saying that as a person who is surrounded by loved ones or, or people that I've chosen as my family. On the flip side, if you're someone who's alone, somebody who lives alone, walks alone, does things alone, you still have to be vulnerable in that sense of saying to the world and to yourself, I really don't know what I'm doing and I, I don't know how to figure it out and I need to find peace with that. And usually that's when the answers start to flow. It's like things start to come to you. You start to have interactions with people you never would have had interactions before. It's, it's just an interesting process to be a part of, but you have to be a willing participant. You have to be humble in that way of being vulnerable. And so, yeah, this time of the year, being vulnerable with yourself might mean saying, I don't like hanging out with this person. So I'm just going to say, I don't want to see you yeah. instead of being like, oh, all these excuses. It's like, just be honest for fuck's sake. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, know. I, I know people are just like so afraid of this and that. Well, no, I, I'm going to do my laundry and this and that. Um, yeah. And I and again, the being vulnerable is also being aware of it's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's like we need that awareness to everything. So. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> It's such a weird thing today, but it just keeps coming up. This never happens. Ooh, haunted. Ooh, it's haunted. Right. My last time with it on. So before we go, and before I take off any more of my layers, Zachariah, tell people where they can find you, social media, websites, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Of course. My website is www.zachariathewitch. My Instagram is zachariathewitch. And um, my Instagram and my website both have the links to all of my other social, like TikTok, uh, anything else that I might be using. I will be making YouTube videos again eventually. There's also my my uh, podcast called Around the Cauldron. It says hashtag Around the Cauldron. That's just the way the title works because it started on Instagram. But it's pretty easy to find me once you go to my website or my Instagram account. So Okay, so you guys, this is a beautiful man. I highly recommend it. His magic, his beauty, you will see it right away. And uh, 
So thank you for bringing your magic to the witching hour. Thanks, this was great. This is a good magical way to start the rest of my day. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> the witching yeah. hour. That's the good <laughs>